United Methodist Church celebration service. If you're worshiping with us online, we're glad to have you worshiping with us too. We, we love it when you say uh, hello to us, and we love it when you put something in the comments and tell us where you're, where you're worshiping from. We got people from all around. And if, if you're worshiping somewhere super cool, send us a picture and make us all jealous. That's how it works. I got a couple of announcements for you today. Um, we do have some announcement sheets that are, if you're here, uh, you can pick up on the table or, or back there um, in the narthex. Uh, just a couple of things about today. Today, you'll notice we have a bunch of super cool stuff up here on the altar. And that means in just a little bit, we're going to be giving um, Bibles, presenting Bibles to our second and third graders at the beginning of the school year here. We're really excited about that. We're gonna be offering special prayers for our teachers and for our students and for our early learning center staff. We have, we have the best early learning center in town and the best teachers and don't we? Pastor Andy, where are you? We have the best ELC. There you are, best, <laughs> best in town. Um, and we're also, we have a little video about all of the things we do at Stripland Elementary School, which is kind of our adopted school, and we're going to show you that in just a little bit. Now, really, I'm super excited about something that's coming up this Wednesday. Uh, we're going to have, well, first we're going to have a meal. If you want to come in and eat a chicken filet uh, sandwich, a Chick-fil-A sandwich, then just make sure you call the office by Monday to let us know so we know how many sandwiches to get but that will be at 5.15. And then we'll do youth and children at six and do Bible study at six. And then at 6.30, ice cream. You scream ice cream, we all scream for ice cream. We're gonna have an ice cream social out in the portico. It's gonna be great, great. It's great ice cream weather, isn't it? All right, let's pray together. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much for blessing us with this beautiful Sunday. I'm thankful that I get to worship together with, with friends, and I'm thankful for all those that are worshiping with us online. We know that sometimes we come with heavy hearts because we are concerned and we have needs, and we know that sometimes this is, um, this is just a difficult world to live in, but we pray, Lord, that we can focus our attention on you, that we can let go of whatever is worrying us, and that with our whole hearts, we can worship you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning again. We would ask that you stand and sing with us this morning. I think you'll recognize some of the uh, lyrics of this person.
Good morning. You may be seated. Welcome. I'm here to present the second and third grade Bibles. Each year, every child that has completed second, second grade has been presented with a Bible on behalf of Gadsden First. This year, due to an unprecedented, unprecedented previous year, the recipients will be second and third grade students. I ask the church body to pray for these children throughout the year as they read their Bible, study the scripture, and apply it to their daily lives. I will announce the children's names, and if you are present, please make your way to the altar to receive your Bible. Once I've called all the names, please stay up here so we can pray over our children and their upcoming school year. Jack Brookshire. Anna Katrine Casey. Kennedy Jackson. James Kelly. Merritt Norris. Parker Vallejo. Laney Claire Wigley, Silas Hosey, and Tally Beckett. All right, and the rest of our school children, our school children, come on up. Yes, if you are, sorry about that, if you're a teacher or a student of any grade, and it could be college, you can even be a college teacher, we would love for you to come up here so we can pray for you. If you're too shy to come up, it's okay. We won't point you out. I mean, if you teach at Glencoe, I might point you out, but other people I might not. Um, so, yes, we want to pray for all of our teachers and students. Some are being shy. It's okay. I won't point people out. We know who you are. So aren't, isn't this an awesome group of students we have here this morning? And right here, we, have, uh, we actually have four of the best teachers in all of the county up here this morning, too. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So we're going to pray for you guys to have the best school year ever. Is that okay? Is that cool? Before you go to kids' church? All right, let's pray. Loving God, we lift up uh, these awesome teachers, God. I pray this year you will give them strength, that you will give them uh, just extra peace as they're going into school each day. Uh, we pray for the students here. We pray that they will learn so much this year, but we also pray that, God, you will help them to be kind to those they go to school with. We pray that you will help keep them out of trouble. Uh, we pray that they will make good friends, that they will make good choices. Um, and we just pray for this to be a great school year. We pray for them to stay safe, uh, we pray that uh, throughout the school year that everybody up here will draw closer to you and that we will draw closer to each other. And I just pray that you will bless them and let them have an awesome year. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And you guys, I think you get to go to kids' church, and you may be seated too. Give it up for our, all of the kids and teachers. They are awesome. They are awesome. So um, right now, I don't know if you know this, but the church has always been doing awesome stuff the past several years at Stripland Elementary. So uh, I want to show you a quick video of the great things the church has been involved in over at Stripland. And thank you for being a part of that as well. Everybody in here has been a part of helping at Stripland. And here is our video.
So again, thank you so much for helping with Stripland Elementary. We do um, the AB Honor Roll. We do the um, Teacher Appreciation Day. And they're always doing blessings for the teachers and students over there. We actually have a Stripland fund that you can give to at any time. Uh, and that goes to continue the many blessings we get to do at that school. Uh, so during our time of tithe and offering, if you would like to give a gift to Stripland, just mark it that way. Uh, you can give online and you can also give. There's offering plates at the front and the back on your way in and out of the sanctuary. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we are so thankful uh, to be able to worship this morning. I pray right now as uh, we give our tithes and our offerings, God, that you will use those gifts for your kingdom. Not just the financial gifts, but the gifts of time and service that so many do in this congregation, God, that you will use uh, that for your glory as well. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Isn't the praise band here awesome? So if you're watching uh, online, would you write the name of a student or a teacher? It could be a college student, it could be a, a college professor, just somebody going back to school that you want to pray for. Write that in the comments if you're watching online. Um, so I have a question before we read our scripture this morning. My question is, have you seen the movie The Quiet Place? There's The Quiet Place 1 and The Quiet Place Part 2, right? Oh, okay, some people, some people have seen it. So for those of you who haven't, Pastor Sam, have you seen this movie? Oh, good, I'm going to tell you the concept. So um, if you make a noise, right, an alien creature is going to come down and eat you and possibly your family too, right? So um, it's terrifying, right? That sounds scary, doesn't it? So I realized Jen and I were watching The Quiet Place Part 2 the other night. I would die in 30 seconds in The Quiet Place. So the people, they'll even, they don't wear shoes anymore in The Quiet Place. They're going to walk around without shoes on, and you can't step on a twig. You can't do anything, right? But I realized I can't even watch the movie The Quiet Place without talking. I really would be dead, right? So as we are getting back to school, I realized my mouth gets me in trouble, right? Not just in the movie The Quiet Place, because like I said, I would be dead, I mean, I would see Mark Condra out in the street. Hey, Mark, how are you? I got to tell you. And then I'd get eaten, right? It would just happen. I'm always running my mouth, right? Maybe you're sitting next to somebody this morning who is always running their mouth too. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you are. Don't tell me if you are. But, and maybe you're one of the people that wouldn't last in the quiet place, just like me. But I realized with back to school, my whole school life, my mouth got me into a ton of trouble, right? And it still does, even as a grown-up, my mouth gets me in trouble. And this scripture that we're about to read talks so much about it. So it's not just that I got in trouble for talking a lot. Um, maybe even sometimes we tell lies, right? Do you know anybody that tells a lot of lies? There's a Megan Trainer song on the radio, and it says, if your lips are moving, it's a lie, 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 right? Do you know that one? So maybe sometimes that's a problem. People lie. Um, and we think about going back to school. Our mouths get us in trouble with our attitude. That's where it comes from is our mouth a lot of times. Uh, drama that has started, talking about people, comes from our mouth. Um, talking about each other uh, in a bad way, saying rude things to others. And just talking all the time. That's me. Um, and I would say the beginning of this scripture talks about those matters about the problems we start with our mouth, right? And again, this is not just for students. This is for everybody, right? Our mouths get us in a lot of trouble. And uh, here are the words from Ephesians. In the uh, NRSV version, above the scripture, this is what it says. It says, rules for new, li new life, rules for new life. But we could say today, rules for a new school year, or rules for... COVID season part two, or rules for, um, rules for almost starting the fall, whatever we want to say, but it's a new beginning for us today as it is rules for new life here in Ephesians. Now here's the scripture. So then putting away falsehood, let us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not make room for the devil. 
Thieves must give up stealing to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of our mouths, but only what is useful for building up. As there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you are marked with a seal for a day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander, together with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God, as beloved children, and live in love as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The word of God for the people of God. So verse 25, it just starts off right away. Put away falsehoods. Speak the truth to our neighbors. Wow, can you imagine if when our kids went back to school, they stopped falsehoods, they stopped false rumors from spreading around? I imagine the school year would be very different and the teachers would have a lot less drama to deal with if all falsehoods were stopped being spread around. But can you imagine if us as grown-ups stopped falsehoods being spread around our communities, right? I mean, how many times do we see somebody say, well, Uncle Bob saw this on Facebook because his mailman's neighbor's cousin said this, so it must be a fact, right? Rumors are everywhere. Uh, Falsehoods are spread all the time. Speaking the truth to our friends and our neighbors, it's more than just stopping a rumor or a false gossip, right? Sometimes speaking the truth to our neighbors is hard. Um, And this passage is for an early body of believers, an early group of Christians, Um, And sometimes our friends have to give us a hard truth, don't they? Um, I've had friends have to give me a hard truth before where they might say, you are really grumpy today and you're really annoying everybody. You need to get some rest, eat a Snickers bar, do something, right? Has anybody had to give you that hard truth ever? Um, Or maybe, yeah, you need to get some rest. You need to take care of yourself. Um, and, And maybe there's times where you've had to give a hard truth to a loved one. That hard truth might be your drinking is getting out of control, right? That's a hard truth. Sometimes you have to give a loved one. Or the person you are dating is really going to be bad news. This is not going to end well, right? Sometimes that's a hard truth you have to give someone. The kids in school, we can encourage the young people we know um, to tell their friends, that party you're thinking about going to, that's a bad idea. It's just going to get you in a lot of trouble. It's a hard truth. Um, That crowd you're trying to fit in uh, with, they're just going to lead you down a a bad path. That's a hard truth sometimes kids have to give each other. The truth to our neighbors, standing up against those false rumors saying, you know, that's that's not true. Maybe stop saying that or maybe stop spreading that rumor if you don't know it's true. Um, Imagine the good we can do as a group of bodies of believers if we stopped falsehoods and spoke the truth to the ones we love and care about. Verse 26 says, be angry, but do not sin. I don't know if you notice, it says be angry. You can get angry. That's okay, right? We're all going to get angry from time to time, and sometimes we have a right to get angry. Remember, Jesus got angry too, but what we do with that anger, how we respond, matters a lot. And just like that alien movie where I told you my mouth would get me in trouble, this one, when I'm angry, my mouth gets me in a ton of trouble. Anybody ever say anything in anger and they're like, oh my gosh, I went too far. I shouldn't have said that. I wish I could take it back. I'm sure I'm not the only one, right? Um, So sometimes our our words and what we say in anger, they come out in just the worst way. 
May this scripture in Ephesians remind us when we're angry to pause, to pray. If we have time, maybe go on a five-minute walk to really think about how we're going to respond, right? Uh, and, and, and this day and age, it's not just our words that come out of our mouth. It's what we type, isn't it, sometimes? What we send in a text message or, or what we write on a social media site. Uh, so how we respond is a big deal, right? It's a big deal. So may we think about how we respond. I'm not one of those people when I'm angry. I don't go around punching and kicking things, right? That's not me. It's always, it's always my mouth. But if you do, if that's how you respond in anger in school is punching and kicking things, guess what? You're suspended. You're out of here. <laughs> or you're in some big trouble. But our mouth sometimes can get us in the same amount of trouble, whether it's school or somewhere else. Uh, it might cause a loss of friends or, or cause some really bad hurt feelings that we're going to regret. And then it says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. I'm one of those people, sometimes I like to harbor that anger and that hatred just in here. And who do you think I hurt when I do that, when I just keep it, when I just keep it? I'm only hurting myself, you know that? Uh, if Pastor Sam does something really mean to me, and I just keep that anger for days and days, and I just don't let it go away, I'm not hurting Pastor Sam, I'm just making myself miserable. So it's a very good advice, don't let the sun go down on your anger, as the scripture says. Then it says in verse 29, let no evil come out of your mouth. Wow, that's a tough, this is a tough passage, isn't it? It's a lot of advice for us. Um, and it, say, it sounds like the last couple of verses too. Don't let any evil come out of your mouth. Upon a quick read, I would think, okay, they don't want me to say a bunch of cuss words, right? And that's not bad advice. That's very good advice, right? But I think what it really means is those times when we say really harmful and hurtful things to or about other people. And we're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of saying really mean things to people. Because it says uh, in that pa in that, with that passage, it says uh, to use words that are, or to say things that are building up to our thing, our words should be building people up, not tearing down. So right, we need to be reminded to build people up. Are our words to people uh, building them, encouraging them to be better, not tearing down? Uh, so this is awesome back-to-school wisdom, uh, but it's also great news for us as adults. It's great wisdom for us. But we cannot accomplish this alone. That's why this passage was written to an early group of believers. They weren't meant to do this alone, this hard task of watching their mouth. That's why we have each other. We need each other's help. We need each other's help, whether it's in Sunday school or a small group, to say, hey, are you watching your mouth? How are you doing with that, right? So it's written for a group of people. We need each other to do these things. And it only gets harder uh, in this passage. It says to remove malice, wrangling, bitterness. Uh, but I want to say when Jesus says that, in this passage when we hear that, it says remove malice and anger and bitterness and all these things. I'm thinking, Jesus, have you met the people in 2021? Do you see how divided we are? Do you know how annoying my neighbors are in 2021? Right? I know everybody thinks somebody else is annoying. So uh, when, when this happens, um, I'm like, Jesus, do you know what's going on? And then, and then we're told to replace those things, to be kind to one another, to be tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven us. What a hard task at times that is, right? As if this list wasn't hard enough, then Paul throws in the ultimate one, right? Be imitators of God. Paul, have you met me? Be an imitator of God. What a hard task. But may each of us here 
grow daily in our love for God, and may that help us to love our neighbor more. May that come out in what we say and how we act. May we be people growing so much closer to God that we begin to see our neighbors more the way that God sees them. When we begin to see our neighbors more the way that God sees them, that'll make us want to put away falsehoods. It's going to make us want to speak those hard truths in love. And may we use words that are building people up in our community because we see that that's how God sees and loves them. For me, part of the key of loving others and respecting others is first understanding how much God loves me. One of my favorite scriptures that I oftentimes go back to is Psalms 139. David writes in that, Oh Lord, you search me and know me. You know when I sit when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from above. And then it's, it talks about how God has searched David and knows everything about him, knows uh, every, every hair on David's head, knows, knows him before he was formed together in his mother's womb. And then it even says, you are wonderfully and beautifully made. So if I put my name there and say, I was wonderfully and beautifully made, what an inspiration that is to know that, Right? But what if, in that same fact, I can say, Mark Condra is beautifully and wonderfully made, right? Or Pastor Sam is wonderfully and beautifully made. Or somebody that's just driving you crazy, you put their name there and you say, they're wonderfully and beautifully made. And then I know you've heard a preacher or somebody at some point say, with John 3.16, you've heard somebody say this before, Put your name in that passage, for God so loved Andy that he gave his only begotten son, right? What if you put the name of that person who is absolutely driving you nuts? What if you put their name there? For God so loved Molly Page that he gave his only begotten son. What, a, what an inspiration and, and what a way to help us love people when they're driving us crazy. So in this movie, The Quiet Place, like I said, I would be dead in 30 seconds because my mouth gets me into trouble. But my mouth also gets me into a lot of trouble currently in 2021. But may God help all of us where our mouths do not cause harm, but they are used as a blessing for building up our community, for spreading God's love, uh, for, for encouraging others, bringing hope, bringing life, bringing peace. May we watch our mouths as followers of Jesus, not just in this new school year, but in a new, a new season of fall that's starting. So like I said, this message was for an early group of believers, but it still stands true today in 2021. In a year when people are extremely divided, may we choose to love, stop falsehoods, speak words that build up, and pause before we react in anger. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that you will help each of us to spread your love, God. I pray that we will think before we speak, that we will speak your truth in love. And God, I just pray that you'll continue to help all of us to grow closer to you and closer to each other. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
So as we leave here today and we strive to be imitators of God, let us really concentrate and think about it this week, the words that come out of our mouth. Let us go in peace. There's also a giant party if you're watching online. There's a giant party. You have time to get here for youth and kids in the children's room. We're having donuts and a back-to-school party. Go in peace. <laughs>